The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. D. Rory Murdoch is based in Manhattan for Fox News. He wrote an article, said, colored, or really titled it, The United States of Decline. He ends it saying, America is a total mess. The land of the free is governed by an out-of-control egomaniac neither bolstered by marginal competence nor hindered by the legislature's institutional prerogatives. In the home of the brave, half of Congress cheers Obama's unconstitutional behavior, while the other half grumbles and then meekly carpet bombs his path with white flags. The American people have been betrayed, both by Obama and the Democrats whose lust for control intensifies daily by the Republican leaders in Washington whose cowardice and defeatism have turned their guts and spine into topiaca. America, as Paul Simon sings, is slipping away, and the worst part hasn't happened yet. And America is a mess, 
Obama's egomaniac. We see it in his gestures. We see it in his speeches. We see it in what he put out in his dictates. Often saying, I've done this and I'm going to do that. And I've directed this. His whole thing came out a couple of weeks ago. One of his members close to him or cabinet, I don't remember who it was, saying Obama's got a pen and he's got a phone. This has gone to his head. John Kennedy declared that we were going to the moon by the end of the decade. And he nobly said this with a lot of things backing that up. But listen how he says it. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. And now we got the history of John Kennedy, and he did that. And we got now in 2014, I want to be John Kennedy. Let me say this. The, the, the goal we're setting is ambitious. We're going to double the distance our cars and light trucks can go on a gallon of gas by 2025. We're going to double it. And that means that's big news. <laughs> that's big news. That's like going to the moon. <laughs> this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. I remember we going somewhere and my dad flew to meet because he couldn't leave at the same time and he landed at an airport in a plane. And this was in the 50s. And I probably wasn't no more than five or six. But I remember that big plane coming up, held probably about 80 people. And the plane doesn't look a whole lot of difference than it does planes, airplanes today. And yet that airplane was a, a million light years away from a biplane as far as aerodynamics. And yet that plane that was probably designed in 40s technology and was flying at that time is not too much different from most of the planes you see today. The greatest technology advances happened in the beginning. And we advanced this way through the century. There were airplanes, yes, the electronic technology has changed, but aerodynamics and what the plane looks like is not as similar to what they look like in the 50s and 60s and 70s. In other words, most of the advances are made in the beginning. And Kennedy could say what he said knowing that we were gone, we had gone into technologies like transistors, the tubes for television, the different things that were coming about, that we had a whole frontier in front of us. He wasn't on the back end, he was on the beginning. We didn't know how we could do it, but we did it by the end of the decade. Aerodynamically, the planes themselves pretty much are the same, although we've made a lot of improvements through aerodynamics, they look similar to the same. In other words, most of the design and the refinement, a biggest part of it from a, from a biplane had took place. We knew every single car in the 60s. We could distinguish them coming down the road. We knew what they looked like. But can you do that now? Why does all cars look the same? Because most of the aerodynamics of those cars have been through wind tunnels. They refined it to a point where they're trying to distinguish themselves from each other. But if they try to do it too much, they get away from the aerodynamics and they become inefficient. In other words, we're down to the 95 or 98 percent of making them the most efficient you can in the position of the way they're made, the bodies. And anything that puts more drag on it is going to make it less, less efficient, cutting through the air. 
Do you think the companies driving big tractor trailer rigs and cars don't want the best gas mileage for the customers? Yes, we know some SUVs, because they are bigger, they're going to use more fuel. But there's no reason that Obama has that thinking this can happen. How is that going to happen? How are you going to make everything double? These companies that have a thousand tractor trailer rigs going across the country, do you not think and reason out that they want the most fuel efficient trucks they can get? Do you think we're in the last few percent of improvement? And he's coming up with an ambitious plan, like going to the moon, thinking he's making a proclamation like John Kennedy, without any substance of reason that there's things, not like what the patent office said back in the 1920s, everything that's been invented has been invented. And so let's close the patent office. I'm not arguing that point. There's a lot of things still yet to be invented, but it won't work. He can't do what he's proc- making this proclamation, this dictation that we're going to do it. And then he don't even know how to do it. He says, we'll just we'll play that second part. This is what he's going to do with it. So we, de- we let the automakers decide how they were going to do it. <laughs> See, he don't even know how he's going to do it. Kennedy's whole speech, I've read the whole thing this morning. He's backed up with the scientists. He's, he's knowing where the technology is. He knows what can happen. He knows what's in front of him. There's a lot yet to be discovered. And there's not even consultations, according to this talk of Obama, of what's left to discover. Is there enough there? Are we, the, are we at the 98% threshold where aerodynamically the airplanes aren't going to change physically a lot as far as it looks, or the automobiles now, because we, we're at the threshold? You can't do that because the economics won't work. Mathematically, it can't work. In other words, petroleum is still plentiful. They've got hydrogen cars that you can make with water, and you can do some things like that to break it and turn it into hydrogen. We can do that. They've got New Holland's got a Ford tractor that would do that. The problem, I caught Ford tractor because Ford used to own it, but it's New Holland now. And that technology exists, but the numbers won't crunch. You can't do that with, with petroleum, so much petroleum still in the earth. This can't be done. It won't be done because... Nobody's going to pay for it. So even if the technology is there, which is not, without changing the, dramatically the performance of the cars and making them go down to 10 miles an hour or whatever they're going to do to make that be met, it's stupidity, total stupidity. And so Kennedy said something in his speech. I don't know if I can find it real quick. That's almost prophetic. Kennedy said, the greater our knowledge increases, the greater our ignorance unfolds. This was in the 60s. And it's an incredible statement because he was it's on two, two polar ends, two opposites. Because if you take Kennedy's statement now and what we're doing, the, what Kennedy meant, the greater our knowledge, the more ignorance basically becomes not ignorance. We, we discover this through knowledge. But now we're on the other side. And you can take Kennedy's same words. The greater our knowledge increases, the greater our ignorance unfolds. We're becoming more ignorant through knowledge. Thinking because we've done it in the past. Well, I don't know. The auto, the auto people, just let them figure it out. You can just throw it on them. It's, we're growing more ignorant with technology now instead of letting it erase it ignorance. And so we got something that can't work. It can't crunch the numbers economically because petroleum has still got a long ways that we can go with it. And it only can work when we run out of oil in the earth. And you have to go to hydrogen. You have to go to some other technology. It can't happen. And it's not going to happen. So we've grown stupid, and we listen to this, and we've got people applauding this that are ignorant. 
of the facts. You can't foresee what's going to be done, but we know aerodynamically with the wind resistance, planes aren't going to change dramatically in the way they look, nor cars. And we got a president coming on with these things that really have nothing to do with guiding our nation on the right path to get us out of this mess, all of which we're in because of sin. Our sins, and us not doing what our lady says to do, and not fulfilling that. This article is written by Edward Klein with Family Security Matters. It was entitled Thought Police. Firms must swear Obamacare not a factor in firings. Is the latest delay of Obamacare regulations politically motivated? Consider what administration officials announcing the new exemption for medium-sized employers had to say about firms that might fire workers to get under the threshold and avoid hugely expensive new requirements of the law. Obama officials made clear in a press briefing that firms would not be allowed to lay off workers to get into the preferred class of those businesses with 50 to 99 employees. How would the feds know what employers were thinking when hiring and firing? Simple. Firms will be required to certify to the IRS under penalty of perjury that Obamacare was not a motivating factor in their staffing decisions. To avoid Obamacare costs, you must swear that you are not trying to avoid Obamacare costs. You can duck the law, but only if you promise not to say so. Picture this. German employers, businesses, industries, universities, swearing that they didn't fire or lay off their Jewish employees because of the Nazi government's economic policies or campaign against Jews because that wouldn't look good to the international press. They're required to swear on paper, under penalty of perjury, and a turn in a concentration camp, that Jews just partied too much and too often came into work with a debilitating hangover. They are required to swear on a stack of mine camps that they never said a bad word about Nazism, the Fuhrer, or the government's command economy. Syndicated political columnist Charles Krauthammer noted that the delay is the stuff you do in a banana republic, or a totalitarian one. Obama seems determined to replace the American Eagle emblem with a banana that is rotten inside and is turning brown. The following quotation is a perfect description of Barack Obama's policies and administration. Quote, The more restrictions and compulsions he imposes on other persons, the greater the strain on his own morality. As his appetite for using force against people increases, he tends increasingly to surround himself with advisors who also seem to derive a peculiar pleasure from forcing others to obey their decrees. He appoints friends and supporters to easy jobs of questionable necessity. If there are not enough jobs to go around, he creates new ones. In some instances, jobs are sold to the highest bidder. The hard-earned money of those over whom he rules is loaned for questionable private endeavors or spent on grandiose public projects at home and abroad. If there is opposition, an emergency is declared or created to justify these actions, unquote. 
That power can also corrupt its victims. In this instance, employers who will lie or fudge figures on their tax returns and other federally required paperwork connected to Obamacare to avoid SNAP IRS audits and punishing penalties. How many employers will risk stating, I fired these employees because the costs of retaining them are directly linked to your socialist policies and it is impossible to sustain those mandated costs and still remain in business? Very few. The new rule will encourage dishonesty and the faking of reality among the majority of business owners and employers. Call it trickle-down corruption. The certification rule is a form of censorship and Obama's brand of thought crime. Telling the truth has been turned into a liability. In other words, you tell a lie and we'll accept a lie. I'll cover up that this is all these businesses won't blame Obamacare for this. And people accept this. I've never seen so much where people are so manipulated and accepting what the media says than today. I think I don't think we've ever been more ignorant in the human since humans walked the earth at the beginning. Man had a basis of common sense to be able to discern through things and reason things out, just like what I just said about the airplane and the cars. Reason it out. You're either on the threshold of something, and computer really, computers are, are peaking out at, at that certain point. The greatest advances are in the beginning. And now that we've we peaked out in the same, well, there may be something new come up different, but as far as compared to, to oh, you can't. You just you can reason this out. But just like uh, Dearer Murdoch, uh, what Fox News talked about, we got an egomaniac. In this moon speech, that Obama said about what well, he's going to do with fuel, thinking he's got something, just some kind of great decoration. He also states in there, in my state of the Union Address, not in the state of the Union Address, in my state. Then he says, I said that this would be a year of action. He goes and says, I meant it. I've acted to acquire federal contractors, etc. I've ordered across the board reform. Job training. I directed the Treasury, Secretary, on and on and on. He's got this going on in his head that his power emanates from him, not from the office of the presidency. He even ended the speech, incredibly, when John Kennedy said, let's ask God to bless this dangerous journey that we take to go ahead to the moon. He ends his twice saying, God bless you, God bless you, coming from him. Now, I say that sometimes, but I'm just saying this to bring the point home that he emulates everything comes from who he is. And you get a person like this, just like the Syrians or the Israelites, through sin. We've inherited that. We put this guy in office, whether you voted for him or not. And that's the first thing we have to understand, to fixing the problem. Because the problem is me. The fruit of my problem is Obama. Forcing me to pay for people's abortion. And on and on and on, redefine a marriage. We've got who we inherited by our sins. And until we understand that, we can never begin to fix the problem. We can band-aid it. We can think we're going to do something in 2014. Then we can turn all the hope to 2016. None of which will work until if my people turn from their ways, wicked ways, and turn their face toward me, I will heal the land. That's the basis for it. So if you don't have this understanding, if your ignorance is such that you can't grasp that and see these things and reason everything out, 
that my personal holiness, my walk with God, my walk with Our Lady, turning to her, is the future. Jesus, not Mohammed. Jesus, not Buddha. Jesus, not yoga. New Age, whatever you want to do. And I don't mean to disrespect Muslims. They're going to be Our Lady's biggest followers toward Jesus one day. You'll see that. It's coming. So we want to invite everybody to the table. But we don't have to apologize when the forefathers came here and the pioneers came here to this country. The one of the things they want to do is to convert the savages, the Indians. People offended by that? Too bad. Because it is savage. And we're savages today by not recognizing that. That what civilized the world was those people who came wanting to bring Christ. And that was Columbus's first mission, not to seek go, not fame, but they all were accompanied by priests, and they had an inner desire. Read Columbus's own diary, Christopher Columbus, to spread the gospel. And this nation has represented that, has been for that, and is a Christian nation. Frank? Yeah, so it is the greatest time of ignorance. It's the time that Frank Baum predicted in his book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, of the land of Oz, fiat money with no ounce backing the money, and it becomes a time of complete control, and when people will buy into anything, and we always revert to to the real means that God created to be money. Silver and gold have been this for so many years that it always comes back to this. And when you're in a point where you're dependent on governments or uh, those that run governments to support markets, whether you call it the plunge protection team or uh, whatever you call it, it's this intervention that allows us, allows life as we know it to continue, except for the manipulation of particularly gold and silver, but all markets, life as we know it doesn't continue. And so this is where our ministry has such a sense of urgency to say, get out of this paper system. It It's not real. It should have ended in 2008 if, if we had a fiscally responsible government that said, we've got to correct now. We've got to let things correct instead of just creating greater numbers and, and paper, papering over the problem. And so this doesn't last forever. Eventually people catch on to it, that, that fiat money is tyranny, and and they exit by necessity, by fear, and there's no longer faith in the system or trust in the system, and it erodes very quickly right before your eyes. And so that's why the Miraculous Metal Metagor Round was created and, and designed by you, for us to have a way to exit the system and to return to a more natural system that God created that works. And fiat money, of course, has a 100% failure rate. Well, the illusion we live under is exactly what we just, when Joan's reading, reading, talking about, you know, tell the lie. And everybody wants to keep the light going because everybody knows, I don't want the economy to crash tomorrow. we got too much to do in our mission. 
it, if it crashes, it's going to be harmful to propagate the message or spread them. We're gearing up for that. How are we going to do it? Look, we're thinking about new methods and ways to continue what we need to do. It may be difficult. We may be stopped for temporary time, but the messages are being given here are not so much for us for, for the end of the time itself, underneath an Antichrist system. And we need to, we need to understand that. So, so it is. I mean, it, gold and silver is substance. It's like going to the moon. There was substance. The science showed it. There was things that they knew that they could invent. They knew they could happen. Obama's wannabe Kennedy speech with his lofty goals of, of big news, he says, quote, to, to double the mileage is, is on the back end of it. You know, and, and as you go to hydrogen cars or something with water, which is economically unfeasible. And so it is with with the the gold and silver substance, bitcoins, the 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 four one ks. All this stuff is not substance in the end, and it's dangerous to keep it. It's dangerous to stay there. Frank, you want to give your contact information and last comment? Yeah, you can you can reach us toll free eight seven seven nine three six seven six eight six. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo dot com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors dot com. Uh, we have a conference come up. You want to say a little bit about that? Yeah, the uh, there's information on Medjugorje.com, uh, Medj.com, uh, as far as the new com- how-to new communities. This will be the third convention that will be held. That's April the 29th through May the 1st, 2014. Again, April the 29th through May the 1st, 2014. These how-to conferences are must-attends, especially uh, for those of you who are looking seriously the changes you need to make in your life physically. You had to have read They Fired the First Shot 2012 in order to attend the convention. But uh, these are are life-changing events. Uh, These are places where you could come together and connect with people. Uh, They are educational and uh, a host of other things that uh, can help you in implementing uh, your path for the future. And so uh, your path to the future begins in the decisions that you'll make right now in the present. And that's the purpose of the how-to conventions. And again, that's April the 29th through May the 1st. You had to have read They Fired the First Shot in order to attend that convention, and there is information on Medj.com. And they're a joy to attend. It's, it's very enjoyable, very pleasurable, very uh, consoling because you're with people, like-minded people, several hundred that think the same, have the same goals, and hopefully by then uh, we've, we've got our site ready to connect you even further with other people who can start your CSPGs. For those who've read They Fired the First Shot, understand what that means. And there is a limit as far as the numbers of people who can attend. So we're, we're capping the limit at 400 people who can attend. So that uh, those go up very, very quickly. So you'll need to uh, secure your place in the convention. And you can also contact Caritas at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. And just ask for information or to sign up for the convention. And the dates were? April the 29th through May the 1st. It was the only time we could book everybody. We've got some new other speakers coming in, too, but they, uh, it's in the middle of the week, so it's it's not going to be a weekend. But it's still important that you can take off from work because it's about your whole future. Frank, any last comment? Yeah, the most important investment you can make, or one of the most important investments, is to invest in your education and financial literacy. And... I just um, can't say how much I've learned from from these conferences, and they're so important to attend uh, for your for your future security and the things that you learn. You just you won't learn anyplace else. So I'd really encourage uh, people to come. We'll be there, and uh, and we look forward to it. Uh, as you know, just a just a great opportunity to 
you know, help us prepare efficiently for the future. We look forward to seeing you that, who sign up for that. And then uh, we've got the second, uh, the 25th coming up next week. So we'll be talking to you again there. That'll be before next Thursday, right? Okay. All right, Frank, stay on the line. We'll listen three or four more times to Obama and want to be Kennedy. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.